Hi, welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present on history.org. This is behind the scenes where you meet the people who work here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. Chocolate held the same appeal in the 18th century as it does in the 21st. Our forefathers spiced it, baked it, drank it, and drizzled it with an eagerness which makes the past seem not such a distant place. A journeyman cook in historic food ways, Jim Gay, is here to talk with us about making chocolate. I have always wanted to know, is chocolate addictive? Addictive, probably not, but uh, uh, not in the sense like caffeine or, or nicotine or something like that. But there are stimulants in chocolate that, uh, like theobromine, which is similar to caffeine, but it's not addictive in the, in the sense of getting, you, you need it in order to get out of bed kind of stuff. I have known people who seem to need it in order to get out of bed. <laughs> I think it's one of those universally craved foods. You know, you can you can think of all the foods that are out there uh, that that are uh, people have a compulsion. They need it. They say they need it. It's more psychological than a physical thing, though. Chocolate has not always been the same. Chocolate in the 18th century is not chocolate in the 21st century. That's correct. That's right. Uh, chocolate in the 21st century, you think of, you think of something to eat. Mm-hmm. It's a candy. Uh, something in uh, chocolate in the 18th century uh, is something that you cook and generally drink as a beverage, uh, or cook and turn into a pudding or a, a custard or something like that. But it, it wasn't a candy bar in the 18th century. And you can say that that's following the tradition that goes back about 3,000 years. Chocolate goes back to uh, you know pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, Um, and from maybe 3,000 years ago uh, all the way up to around 1840, 1850, it was considered to be a beverage that's that's cooked, not something that's eaten as a candy. Mm -hmm. The way we fix chocolate would be milk and chocolate. Mm -hmm. What was it then? Uh, similar. There's really three kinds of chocolate to, to, as a beverage. You'd have it as what they call water chocolate, uh, milk chocolate, or wine chocolate. And so it, that describes the beverage or describes the liquid. But in the, in the recipe that we have for water chocolate, you put a little shot of brandy. Uh, so give us, give us an opportunity. We will put alcohol in it. Yes, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Brandy chocolate is not something I would have thought of, I must admit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, well, it, one of, all three of those uh, are to be consumed as hot as possible. That's one of the things that uh, is a real change in terms of food uh, consumption, drink consumption. Uh, it, and it hits Europe and America in the middle of the 17th century. Uh, all three of those are consumed hot because all three of those melt sugar. So sugar is the criteria that ties all three of those together. Um, you, won't see, you won't see chocolate consumed until, uh, at least in the British colonies and in Britain, until they establish uh, sugar plantations in Barbados in the 1640s or so. But you said chocolate went back 3,000 years or so. Well, the, 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 the drinking of the beverage made from cacao seeds or cocoa seeds goes back to the Omec civilization back in, in, the, in the Yucatan area about uh, 1500 B.C. to 2000 B.C., something like that. Uh, it was the Spaniards who invaded Mexico who encountered the Aztecs drinking this beverage. It was unsweetened. Um, 
as a spicy, unsweetened beverage that the Spaniards took and took old world sugar, added it to that, and consumed it as hot as possible and named it chocolate. All the ingredients uh, were from the New World except for sugar. Uh, and in fact, everywhere the Spaniards went in colonization in the New World, they took the, the, the seeds of that cacao, the cocoa beans with them, grew it, and consumed it. And for about a half a century, that was just in the New World, uh, the, the chocolate. And it wasn't until uh, you know, about 50 years later that the first cocoa bean went to Europe, and that was in like 15 late 80s, 1589, something like that. The British um, didn't have it until about the middle of the 17th century. Chocolate uh, obviously has been around for a very long, long time, time yeah. and been very popular the whole time it's been around. The Indians in Mexico mm -hmm. did unsweetened, right. spicy chocolate. What right. was it spiced with? Oh, uh, chilies, vanilla, uh, some uh, varieties of uh, local... Uh, Flowers and various things like that. I've seen. I've seen some um, some uh, botanists claim that they they can actually have a sweeten sweetening effect, but not sugar. Sugar is something that comes from the old world. The Aztecs, interestingly enough, didn't grow uh, cacao. They grew. Uh, they 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 received it from the Maya, uh, but they didn't grow it. Oh. So, so there was trade going on, and even in uh, the pre-Columbian world. In fact. Cocoa beans were, were to the Aztecs what uh, tobacco is to the Virginians. In other words, money. Uh, they'd actually trade, use cocoa beans as, as, a, as a trade item, as money. Well, there's no reason not to. If people <laughs> want it, you could. That, that persisted even into the 18th century. Uh, uh, traders down in the West Indies could actually get change in cocoa beans. So. You've said that, uh, that cocoa and sugar go together. Mm -hmm. Is it... Is it the sweetness that people like? Or? Well, chocolate is naturally bitter. Cocoa beans are naturally bitter. Uh, uh, you won't, don't like chocolate unless there's sugar in it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I do because I make it and I taste it and, and I need to know how it tastes at various steps in the process. I've gotten used to it. But as you grind it finer and finer, it gets more, bit, more bitter. Uh, so at some point, sugar is absolutely necessity, or you wouldn't be. It would be not uh, not palatable, I guess you could say. Um, but if you think in the modern world, you define chocolate by sugar. You hear about semi-sweet, bittersweet, uh, even the uh, even the dark chocolate. They talk about seventy percent, fifty percent. You know what they the, what they're talking about? That's the amount of cocoa mass that's in the in the candy bar. Well, the other percentages that they don't speak of is sugar. So if you get, say, 70% uh, chocolate, you, you got 30% sugar. That's, uh, I had never thought of that, but obviously that makes perfect sense. The one exception to that rule is baking chocolate, which is unsweetened chocolate. That's where the cook adds the sugar in. Well, I have one 18th century recipe that calls for a ragu of chocolate to put over duck. But that's not sweetened chocolate. That's, a, that's like a Mexican mole, actually. The, uh, the cooking part of it. How many steps are there? Oh, geez. Uh, well, there's, it, there's steps that begin in the rainforest and then continue on. Um, the, uh, they pick the, uh, the, the fruit called cacao. They split open uh, the uh, seeds or the, the pod. It kind of looks like a... Some people said it looks like a cantaloupe cross with a football. Okay, it's kind of a... 
uh, spherical shape sometimes, kind of oblong shape. Look to make me like a squash. Anyway, they whack that uh, that pod open, dig out the seeds. Uh, they let those seeds. That's step two. <laughs> they uh, they uh, they let those seeds ferment. Okay, which kills the next tree to come along. It starts an enzymatic action that ultimately will taste like chocolate further on down the road, but it has to be fermented first. Um, and also, the, uh, the, those seeds will turn from the color white to the color brown. So they, they, uh, why? Because they're, oxida- they're ox- oxidizing like an apple or a potato. So, um, so the color of chocolate is actually oxidation. Um, the, uh, they, they dry those seeds, and then they... They bag them, and now it's called cocoa. So we've gone from cacao seeds to cocoa. Uh, that's what you buy. And now when the chocolate maker gets a bag of that, he spreads out, opens it up. He takes the rocks and the bug legs and all of the stuff that was on the forest floor, you know, the leaves away, and cleans all that up. And that's whatever step we're at now. Uh, then he roasts those seeds over the fire uh, and the analogy is similar to coffee beans you can have a high roast a low roast a medium roast uh, but that is the most critical step in the entire process and that's where the flavor is set is in the roasting um, the uh, chocolate maker attempts to get a uh, place where they what we call medium roast where the flavor of the cocoa bean is married up with the flavor of the of the roast so it's a kind of a natural marriage you if you go too far and call it high roast then you're tasting more burned and kind of ashy flavors if it's under roasted it's more more like the forest floor <laughs> so uh you know you want to get that natural nuttiness that comes out of chocolate um so that's about the only cooking you do that's the only cooking that you do in the entire process from there on you take the cocoa beans, and there's a little shell on the around, around each and every one of them. You have to take that off. It's kind of like a peanut. Uh, one of the things that we like chocolate about is the fact that it has such a high fat content. Uh, the fat is called cocoa butter, and uh, each and every single cacao seed cocoa bean has anywhere between 40 and 60% fat. So when you grind it, a cocoa bean, it turns to a liquid. You know what happens to coffee beans when you grind them? They turn to a powder. There's no fat in coffee beans, but with cocoa beans, they are, there's about half fat. So you start grinding, and, and, uh, and uh, it actually starts turning to a liquid. And that's what we do as chocolate makers is hand grind. Now, uh, in the 18th century, we also had chocolate mills up in New England and New York, Philadelphia. Uh, so most Americans actually consumed a chocolate that was machine made. We've always had it moderately, inex- let's just say inexpensive chocolate. That's, that's true even in the 18th century. Chocolate wasn't a, an aristocratic beverage as it was in Europe. They didn't tax the cocoa beans or the chocolate as nearly as much as the, uh, as the, as the Europeans did. And they didn't give monopolies as they did in Europe uh, to chocolate makers. So chocolate makers had, had uh, pretty much a, a, uh, just another commodity to grind. We didn't think of it, like I say, didn't think of it as a confection. It was more a, more a, a, a commodity, a trade. That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. Let us know what you think about the show. Give us your opinion at history.org slash podcasts. Check history.org often. We'll post more. Peter, download and hear.